Hello, and welcome to this special podcast series on beating the midlife spread. I'm Monica Reinagle, and you'll be hearing from my co-host, Brock Armstrong, in just a moment. But first, I want to quickly set the stage for what you'll be hearing over the course of this series. About a year ago, Brock and I offered a live online workshop on this topic, beating the midlife spread, because this is one of the most frequently asked questions that we get. It was one of our most popular and best attended workshops ever. And we had planned to offer it again this year, both for the benefit of all the new people that have joined our community since last year, but also to incorporate new research that's emerged. But after a year and a half of online school, work, and socializing, None of us, including me and Brock, have a whole lot of appetite for yet another online event. So we decided to try something totally different, a pop-up podcast series that you can listen to at your convenience with our best research-backed advice for fine-tuning your nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle so that you can remain strong, healthy, and active through midlife and beyond. We've included a lot of the audio from that original workshop because, as you'll hear, we spent a fair amount of time interacting with the live audience. To the extent that you might have a lot of the same questions or reactions that they did, we wanted to include that for you. We've also collected a whole bunch of resources and related materials to help you put these tips into action, including some brand new material that has been recorded since the original workshop. These are all found on the series homepage, which you can access at waylass.life slash midlife. That's waylass.life slash midlife. And now let's get into it. Okay, let's make sure that everybody here is in the right place. Let's talk about who this is for. (laughs) This evening is for you if you're over 40, by a little, by a lot, or even if you're just kind of inching up on 40, okay? Uh, This is for you if you've noticed that your body is changing, your weight might be creeping up, or it might just be changing shape, your clothes aren't fitting quite as well, or most infuriatingly of all, any fat that you do have in your body seems to be migrating right to your midsection and piling up around your waist, okay? You may even be starting to encounter some mobility issues due to just, you know, injuries, old injuries, overuse, just, you know, loss of a little cartilage in the old joints, and that may be affecting your ability to to do the things that you used to do. And mostly you're realizing that everything that you did in your 20s and 30s to, you know, make this work isn't working anymore. Or maybe you just you know, everything you got away with in your 20s and 30s, you're not getting away with anymore. So that's what we're going to tackle today. Now, we are going to be talking about the hormonal changes that happen to our bodies when we kind of go through midlife and how that impacts us. We're going to talk about how our nutrition needs change and what kind of adjustments we might need to make. Uh, Brock's going to be talking about the most effective exercise strategies to get you cruising through midlife and well beyond. We're going to cover stress. We're going to cover sleep. We're going to cover much, much more. So let's get going. Okay. So um, just in case you guys don't know who the heck we are, but I don't know how you ended up here if you don't know who we are, but (laughs) Monica is a licensed nutritionist with a master's of science in human nutrition. She's also the host of the Nutrition Diva podcast, which I'm guessing a bunch of you probably listen to. Uh, blogger for Huffington Post, for Scientific American, a regular guest on shows like the Today Show and NPR's Morning Edition. And myself, I'm Brock Armstrong. I'm a certified fitness leader. I'm a triathlon and running coach. 
and also a cognitive behavior therapy practitioner. I'm also a blogger at Scientific American. And together, we are the co-hosts of a podcast called Change Academy. Finally, we are the creators of a program called Wayless, and that's a year-long weight loss program that uh, we'll tell you more about later. Lots um, of you know all about it because lots of you are members of the Weight Loss Program that are here today. So. <laughs> yes, and you, you must not be sick of our faces yet, apparently, <laughs> somehow, or our voices. But most of all, Monica and I are both coaches uh, with tons and tons of experience helping people who are in your exact situation. We, this is not something we just cooked up overnight. This is something we have been doing and dealing with for a really long time. So we are uh, we have a lot of experience with this. And of course, like Monica said, we're both over 40 ourselves, and we are also in that same situation that you are. So anyway, for the rest of today, the what you're going to take away from this workshop are some key adjustments that you can make in your diet, in your fitness, and probably most importantly, in your mindset that are going to help you stay stronger and healthier and more energetic through your midlife, and then also set you up for some successful aging from here on out, and or as I like to call it, the second half of your first century on this planet. I don't know why, but I like to frame it that way. It just feels good. All right, let's go. And the first thing we want to explore with you is, all right, what's possible? What, what is still possible for us? What is now possible for us? So, you know, our bodies do change as we enter midlife. You're not imagining this, okay? It's not just in your head. Your hormone, your production of several different hormones starts to decline uh, as you get into midlife. As we go past the, our peak reproductive years, those reproductive hormones start to drop off because we don't need them anymore. And that includes, of course, testosterone, estrogen, um, which both men and women have to varying degrees, growth hormone, to a certain extent, thyroid hormone, but our hormone levels start to dip a little bit starting in midlife. And then this then has an effect on things like how eager our body is to move right into fat storage mode and also where it decides to store the fat around our body. These are actual um, you know, physiological effects of some of the changes that happen in midlife. So that's kind of the bad news because there's not a ton we can do about that. There's only to a limited uh, extent can we control those things, but there's tons of good news. And that is we do not have to accept what we see around us as being the only way that this can go. We don't have to accept a story about what's normal for people in midlife and beyond, what's possible um, in the, what did you say, Brock, the second half of our first century? Yes. So much of what we see happening, maybe to our own bodies, to our friends, you know, to our parents, a lot of us have aging parents that we're watching them go through the aging process. And a lot of what we're seeing happen there is not actually because of those hormonal changes that I mentioned earlier, the ones that, you know, yes, we do have to deal with. So much of it is actually the result of choices that we're making. And sometimes those choices are based on assumptions that we have about how this has to go and, and what is possible. Picking up on the bad news side <laughs> of things that, that Monica was talking about, we've all heard that sort of doomsday talk about how our testosterone, like Monica mentioned, our growth hormone um, and things like that decline really after the age of 30. And that makes it harder to for us to maintain muscle mass. Now, a lot of us 
hear those sorts of statistics or read those sorts of things on social media or even medical books and we think, oh no, okay, well now I'm going to have to work twice as hard or three times as hard to maintain that muscle mass and to keep focusing on testosterone and getting those hormones to to kick up. But, but you know what the great thing is about getting older is we're smarter. <laughs> <laughs> we're a lot more clever than we were when we were younger. So that means we don't necessarily have to work twice or three times as hard. We just need to work a little bit smarter. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Because old dogs can definitely learn new tricks. <laughs> they, Who are you calling an old dog? All of us. Everybody <laughs> here. I'm just, I'm not going to pull any punches, people. Yeah. We're all old dogs. But we can learn new tricks. But what we need to do is just reevaluate, like Monica said, those stories that we tell ourselves and the beliefs that we hold to be true. I mean, Let's take, for example, you may have never considered yourself to be athletic in the past, but this is the perfect time. This midlife reinvention or reboot or whatever you want to call it is the perfect time to change that. And I'm not talking about like joining the Olympics or something like that. I'm just like, we can redefine what is the new normal for ourselves now. And I don't know if anybody out there has watched the, the comedy special with Patton Oswalt. He has this great little section in it where he talks about, you know, when, when back in the old days, when you turned 50, they'd give you a gold watch and now they give you a mountain bike <laughs> and, right. send you on, I'm, and I'm like, yeah, bring it on. That's exactly what we need to be doing or what we should be doing, embracing this time of our life instead of running away from it. And really, we, part of that mindset is really making sure that other people aren't defining what you can do based on your age. And you know better than anyone else what you are capable of. And just because society says that you should start sitting on the subway or on the bus or somebody jumps out of their seat and says, here, take my seat, sir or ma'am, you don't have to listen to them. <laughs> we can buck the trend, buck the system. And these things that we see as sort of um, respecting our elders can also be something that reinforces those limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves. I have a friend who constantly says to me whenever I say something about, oh, my shoulder's a little sore or something. He's like, well, oh yeah, getting old sucks, doesn't it? Or what do you expect? You're over 40. And like, you know what? I take that as a challenge. Whenever he says, that, I'm like, screw you, man. This is a, I'm not, this isn't doomsday for me. This is, this is a challenge. So that's uh that's that's sort of a, a little bit of the mindset stuff, I guess. Little pep talk, yeah. yeah. And if you if you want to go a little bit more in that direction, we have collected a bunch of resources that you'll mm -hmm. get in your handout, some podcast episodes you might want to check out, books that uh Brock recommends. So watch out for that. But now um let's talk a little bit about where we are with our goals and with our priorities, or you know, what do we want now and why? Because the truth is your goals or your priorities may have shifted since you were a young adult, but you may not have stopped to check in to see what your current goals and priorities actually are 
for example, you, it's likely that you are now at least a little bit motivated by things like your health, your long-term health and what your body can do. And not only maybe just by how you look in your genes, you know, that's probably still important. I know it's important to me, but, but I now um, get a lot of motivation in terms of like, how, how do I want to, you know, feel 20 years from now? And what do I need to do now to make that happen? So it's worth just checking in with your reasons and and if necessary updating them because you may still be working with an old set of goals or priorities that you've never really checked in on that belong to college or belong to a long time ago and when we can be in touch with our current priorities our current compelling reasons that can really help keep us motivated and focused um, and and on track in a way that uh, then we're that we're not if we're still kind of running around with these old ideas yeah and I, I want to just sort of reinforce the idea that um, we don't want to confuse our short-term goals with our longer life objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of you follow the Change Academy podcast, you'll you'll know that sort of a that sort of terminology that that Monica and I use a lot, like the the goals and the objectives being two separate things. I mean, as a as a fitness coach and and uh, specifically a marathon and triathlon coach, I get hired a lot by people who want to achieve some sort of bucket list goal, like running a marathon or doing an Ironman or something like that. And I'm totally happy to do that. I love helping people achieve these these bucket list goals and these exciting sort of milestones for themselves. But I'm also very careful to make sure that it's not going to sabotage their sort of greater objective. And it's not going to replace or interfere with the the real long long term goals and especially i don't want them to get confused like if you are think you're going to run a marathon or do a triathlon or something to let's say lose weight i always want to ask the question of okay so what happens when the race is done we can't confuse those short-term goals with the longer-term objective of being somebody who's healthy and athletic and and not overweight and all that kind of stuff with these shorter-term goals. Otherwise, we get ourselves in that yo-yo dieting situation mm-hmm. where you're running a marathon and then you put all that weight back on. And and honestly, like Monica always calls me on that. She she thinks it's crazy that I actually have coached people to run a marathon to lose weight because that is the hardest way to lose yeah, weight. Right. There are way easier ways. But so let's hear from you now. Like, what's motivating you to take action? And you know, are your motivations different now than they were ten or twenty years ago? What's what's changed about what drives you now? I like this comment from Sigrid. My my brain and body are often at odds. My brain likes me to be a couch potato. My body actually likes to move. Traitor! Uh, Wait, which part is the traitor, though? <laughs> we'll, we'll assume the brain, right? Um, yeah, I'm hoping uh, it's the couch potato side. I want to get to be an old lady and tell all the fun stories. Motivated by frustration with my current weight. want to stay healthy. So have these have these motivations shifted since you know, other self-improvement projects or or times that you've gone looking for information from a different period in your life. Do you find, does that resonate that, um, that some of what is driving us is different now? And it's okay. We don't all have to have the same motivations, um, but I'm just curious to know. Yeah, the parents, I know. I think this is huge. When mm-hmm. people get into their 40s and 50s and they start watching their parents negotiate their 70s or their 80s or their, their 90s, that can be powerfully motivating, right? 
keeping up with my teens, mm. right? Energy, right? Yeah. And, you know, energy is one of those uh, paradoxical things that, you know, the more we spend, it seems the more we have, at least when we do it smart. Yeah. Being These healthy are- was easy in your 20s, right? You didn't really have to, you just were, right? <laughs> there wasn't as, as tight a loop between the, the uh, cause and effect, right? Oh, Siobhan said, I feel like I'm losing strength and flexibility and I'm concerned. Want to change, want to feel healthier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. We're going to get into that for sure. All right. So how are we going to define success? All right. We're, we're here to make things better. How will we know if we have? I mean, clearly, and I, th- I see from your all comments, we're all interested in optimizing our health. And, you know, at this point in our lives, that really means minimizing future risk factors, the kinds of things that are off there in the future that maybe not so distant or the present. Because, you know, if your weight has been drifting up as you've been getting older, chances are a few other things have drifted up as well, like your blood pressure or your cholesterol levels or your blood sugar levels. Those things all tend to travel as a pack, right? So definitely we want to get our weight into a range where those things are under control and we have minimized those risks so that we don't have those kind of threats hanging over but it goes beyond just that, right? We want our bodies to do the things that we want to do. We want them to take us to places in the world that we want to go. And we want them to support the life that we've been working hard to create for ourselves. So we don't want our bodies giving out on us and letting us down now. So there's that functional piece to it too. But yes, I bet most of us would like to be happy with the way we look and that there's nothing wrong with that. That's in the mix as well. What I want to tell you, though, is that we don't necessarily need to weigh what we weighed on our wedding day or when we were in college in order to achieve all of these goals, in order to be healthy, in order to be perfectly happy. And, you know, really achieving these goals is sometimes at least as much about changing our body composition, which is something we're going to talk about tonight, as it is about losing weight. Sometimes we want to work on both. But we don't want to be just overly focused on that number on the scale as the only arbiter of success, because I can show you two people who weigh exactly the same thing, right? But, but one of them is way healthier. One of them is far more fit. One of them is much happier with the way their body looks because he, has a, he or she has a much different body composition. And so body composition is a big deal um, now and, and equally important to weight. So we want to make sure we keep that in the mix. And I just want to add something really quickly too, that that sometimes we forget the whole portion of how hard is it and how much are you clinging to willpower? How much are you suffering and depriving yourself of to be at that particular weight? We sort of dismiss that in exchange for a number on a scale. And we can't do that to ourselves anymore. We owe it to ourselves to be living a happy, energetic, fulfilled life not just depriving ourselves in order to hit this arbitrary number on the scale. There's that really is an important factor that I think we've we forget about as we as we age. Right. It's a good point because if what we have to do to maintain this goal we have is making our lives miserable, that's no good either. So we need to balance, you know, what we want and what we, you know, how we're, how we're willing to live. So we're going to try to work on that from all those different angles and one of the big angles is diet and nutrition. Okay. In the next episode, Monica will dig into some of the key adjustments that we need to make to our diet and nutrition as we get into midlife and beyond. But before you dig into that, we'd like to invite you to take a little time to think about your answers to some of the questions we posed so far. What is motivating you to take action right now? How have your motivations changed since you were younger? 
You may also wish to check out some of the related listening and reading that we've gathered on the series page. And then, when you're ready, jump into the next episode. We hope you're enjoying this special podcast series on beating the midlife spread as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. And we hope you'll continue to tune in to the Change Academy podcast for more of our strategies on creating positive, sustainable change. And of course, the Nutrition Diva and Upgraded Fitness podcasts for more on those topics. And if you'd like more support in beating the midlife spread, consider joining us in the Way Less program. This is our year-long group coaching program where we help you create the mindset, habits, and lifestyle that lead to weighing less without dieting, no matter how old you are. You can learn more about joining our next group on our website at wayless.life.